Hey, what's going on? I'm Doug Cunnington, and this is The Doug Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about tasks that you can give a virtual assistant or VA, and I'm going to talk about a few things that I've personally delegated to a VA service that I use called OK Relax. I'm an affiliate for OK Relax, so if you happen to use OK Relax and I use my affiliate link, then I get a commission, so i got to disclose that, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get to that portion, exactly what I do outsource to uh, OK Relax, I was recently flying and, um, you know, I don't I actually don't travel too much on a plane these days. Um, although in my, my old job doing like management consulting, I traveled quite a bit for about two years or so. And it was like that weekly schedule. I know a lot of you guys and gals out there kind of do the same thing where, um, you know, you fly out on Monday morning, you know, early on Monday morning, you get to some client site, um, usually mid morning, and then you work all week, you're living in a hotel out of a suitcase, and then you fly out on Thursday afternoon. If you're lucky, you know, you fly out on Thursday afternoon. So you get to like work from home on Friday, or maybe go to your home office and, um, you know, see some of the, you know, people that you work with locally. And, um, but, but usually you work from home and then you get a whole day, um, on, on Friday or you get two and a half, three days in, um, I guess three days if you're coming home on Thursday night and then you do it all again the next week. So you're flying out, you're flying twice a week. Um, and man, it really wears you down. So I, I can't believe I used to do that schedule, but when you're right out of college, feels kind of cool, to be honest with you. You feel like, oh, I'm so important. They have to fly me somewhere. But it turns out like they're not paying you nearly as much as other people and you're dumb enough to go travel, you know? So turns out it's a pretty rough lifestyle. You, you earn a bunch of, you know, hotel points. You probably get a per diem. You're earning airline points. So like if you bank that stuff up, which, you know, some people treat it like a sport, you know? But um, I was not super interested. I would, you know, stay at the hotels where I could get double points or triple points. And of course the hotel, um, or the credit card points are nice as well. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a rough lifestyle and it, it would wear me down. I could do about six months before I started like really complaining and wanting to get on a local project and, um, I think maybe I would do a little bit better at it now. Um, a lot of it depends on who you're working with and like how stressful the client project is and all that stuff. But anyway, I was flying recently and just like walking through the Denver airport, I was like, man, it is just, it is endlessly uncomfortable for me. Um, you go through like areas where it's really hot, you know, the heat is blowing in and then you hit this other area where it's freezing or maybe it's the middle of the summer and you hop on the train and it's, you know, 15 degrees colder than, you know, the concourse. And I'm, I'm usually hot. So I, I would prefer it to be cold, but the temperature extremes in the airport are just bananas. But the, um, the crazy thing, like I was, I was flying out, had to make a connection, and, um, that, that worked out generally. Okay. Even though our, our plane landed and I'm like, all right, I got, um, 
you know, I got 45 minutes. Um, it looks like the gates are right next to each other, which never happens, you know, how convenient to have the, the plane right next door. And I'm like, this is great. I'm going to have a minute. Maybe I'll grab a bite to eat, you know, amazing. But, um, we pull up to the gate and the pilot comes on and says, Oh, we're having trouble with the jetway. Um, we can't get it open or we can't connect it or whatever. They had to call like mechanics out to help out. And we just sat there for, you know, 15 minutes, which I know people have been through much worse than that. But I was like, I thought I was going to have plenty of time. I'm not going to have to uh, like run across the airport to like make the flight. But um, yeah, something always comes up. Those connecting flights, you know, something always can happen. So anyway, I made it over, but um, I got on the next plane and the guy sitting next to me seemed nice enough. You know, we, I, I'm not a chatter, you know, I don't really care. Um, after making so many flights, I'm just, I want to sit down, go to sleep, maybe read a book, something like that. So the dude sat next to me, he was a younger guy, probably in his twenties or something like that, um, flying out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And, um, you know, we, we're sitting there, we're about to take off. He puts in like chewing tobacco and starts spitting into a fucking bottle. I'm like, that is so disgusting, man. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I, I know you can't smoke, but I'm pretty sure you can't like have smokeless tobacco either. Um, but I was like, oh, am I going to like make a big deal out of this or what, what am I going to do? So mentally I was like, if it smells, like if I smell the nastiness of like chewing tobacco, I'll say something. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not above tattletaling, right? I'm, I'm 40. I'm like, if this motherfucker is chewing tobacco and it's like making me nauseous and he's spitting into a bottle, like a, like a true redneck from uh, North Carolina or the South. I mean, I'm from Georgia. So, you know, <laughs> I feel like I could say that. So, uh, I was like, if it starts making me sick, I will like hit the, ask him to stop. And if he does not I'll hit the bell and like get him kicked off the plane or whatever. But, uh, anyway, it didn't bother me. So I didn't, I'm not a confrontational kind of person. You, you know, I think a lot of people would prefer to avoid a confrontation, but I'm like, dude, you're breaking the, uh, you know, sky law, you know, you can't chew tobacco in here. You crazy asshole. Um, and that is just disgusting. He's sitting in the middle seat, spitting into a bottle like a maniac. So anyway, what is this episode about again? <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here? Outsourcing. All right, let's get on track here. This is going to be a fairly crisp, concise episode, um, which could be hard to believe after that little rant. I'm about to fly later on this afternoon too. So, okay. OK Relax is a service that I've been using after I heard about it from my friend Nick Loper from Side Hustle Nation. He was on this podcast back in episode, um, like in the first five episodes, I think. So you can go back there and check it out. But um, and, and Nick has a, a great podcast out there, um, huge pod, podcaster. So Nick, Nick said, Hey, yeah, I use okay, relax every now and then. And basically, um, they have a few packages, um, that you could sign up for and, um, you know, pick, pick whichever one, you know, fits your budget and what you need. But I was like, Hey, this company seems like it would be great to do blog commenting. And I, th I think, I think I'm going to test it out. So 
I tested it out a little bit and then I decided to use OK Relax on an ongoing basis, especially for the aged site case study. If you're unfamiliar with that case study, there's a bunch of episodes about it. You can go to nichesiteproject.com slash ASCS to check out the details. But generally, like the idea is I, I bought a website that was already made. It was aged out of the Google sandbox and I'm doing a bunch of work to it to, uh, you know, get it earning money. So the blog commenting would be perfect because it's like a ongoing, like sort of repeated task where someone has to make a couple little decisions, but nothing, nothing too important. And, you know, from what I could tell, okay, relax has, um, I, I think they are, you know, non native English speakers. I, I don't know that a hundred percent, but they seem, um, based on some of the interactions that I've had, they could do okay. Um, you know, communicating in English, but th- there are a couple quirks in the, you know, style and the sort of like cadence and stuff like that, that makes me think, Hey, they're not native English speakers. So that said, I was like, Hey, they'll be perfect for blog commenting. And by the way, if you, if you sign up with, okay, relax, I will send you my own, uh, job aid that I provided to my VA at okay, relax to do blog commenting. So it's a one pager. It's straightforward. Um, I've used it and I've, I've, you know, a lot of people have signed up for okay, relax since I started talking about it and they are also having success with using the job aid as well. So it's pretty tight. Um, I went through a couple iterations and it's, I believe it's very good and it's very usable. So anyway, if you sign up through my affiliate link, all you have to do is, um, send me the confirmation that you've ordered and I'll send you the blog commenting job aid that you can give to your VA. Okay. So I was like, Hey, they're going to do a great job with that. And one of the big questions you may be thinking, Hey, does what, what is a task, right? So the packages are, are set up like, I think it's five tasks and then per month and then 25 tasks per month and then a hundred tasks per month. And people are like, does each comment count as a task? Like how do you assign that Doug? So through some research and, and interacting with the company, basically a task is something that takes about 30 minutes. So the way I have it set up, and this is outlined in the job aid, pretty sure. Um, basically, my VA can do somewhere between four and eight comments per task. So, for example, if you you uh, want them to do one pa- task per like day during the work week, Monday through Friday, for example, each one of those tasks um, would be a 30-minute block of work. So that means you can get roughly five comments per task. Now your mileage may vary. Um, you, you'll notice I give give a range there. So four to eight, sometimes more, sometimes less, but it's a 30 minute block of work. So keep that in mind. And I, you can assign you know more than that, right? You can say, hey, spend two tasks on this assignment per day. And then they would do you know an hour's worth of work. So people get a little you know, concern like, Hey, if I, if I get someone to do something and it only takes them two minutes, do I get, um, you know, do I get credited or I guess, um, does it cost me one task? 
um, potentially, but if you set it up properly, then you can get them to do 30 minutes of work. So that's what I do. I'm like, hey, do 30 minutes of this blog commenting so they could do the same thing five times over again or whatever. So that is sort of like one of the primary things that my VA does. And I think if you sign up for one of the higher end packages, you get a VA assigned to you. Now they're doing other work as well. And there's a pool of VAs also, but if you sign up for it's, um, you know, one of the higher packages, you will get someone working with you on an ongoing basis. So you train them once and then they, you know, they, you don't have to train them again. And usually they get a little bit more efficient. They get a little bit faster after they've worked through the first, um, you know, couple tasks. Some of the longtime listeners may know that I moved recently. My uh, wife and I moved from Montana down to Colorado and, you know, moving, you got to get a new license and there's some other like car registration and some other, you know, kind of bullshit like that that you have to deal with. So I was like, you know, I'm going to see what OK Relax can do. By the way, on OK Relax, they have like a bunch of different, um, you know, examples of things that you can ask your VA to do. So I was like, hey, we'll just test this out. I said, hey, I'm moving from, you know, here to there. Can you tell me where the closest um, locations are to get my license uh, set up? Um, let me know if I can make an appointment, what the hours are, um, here's where we're going to move. So I want it to be close to this location. Also, let me know about car registration and the process that I have to do there. Let me know the office. Can I make an appointment? All those details, right? So I just asked basically that, you know, put it in, you know, in writing, submitted it. And, um, I got back, you know, one pager, with details on each of those things. I think that was just, I I think I made it one task to get both of those like pieces of information. And um, yeah, so I I realized that they can do just web research, right? So, you know, if you go look at the list of things you could do, a lot of it is sort of web research and then maybe making an appointment for you if needed. Now, I didn't do this, but you can have the VA make purchases, um, on your behalf. So you would, you know, give them credit card information or whatever. So I don't personally feel like I would be, um, I guess vulnerable or anything like that for them to make like weird purchases or anything, um, or, or anything like that. But I guess some people may be nervous about that sort of thing. So, you know, you wouldn't have to give that information if you don't want them to like make those transactions. Typically, I suspect that like credit card, I mean, we have such good protection with um, credit card companies and stuff. Like if there was some unauthorized purchase, like you would be able to like refute it, give the information that you need, and then probably be, you know, not responsible for that money. I don't think that's an issue though. I just haven't had anything where I've like felt the need to um, have a VA buy stuff for me, but it could come into play if you're like, Hey, I want you to um, like rent a rent and reserve a car for this upcoming trip. Um, I need it from, you know, this time period to that time period. And you could use this credit card, right? So that would be one mechanism where, you know, it would be very useful. Now you may be able to use, um, some other like uh, payment systems that are 
that make you feel more secure. But since I don't do it, I'll just, I'll stop that line of, of uh, information there and tasks. So the other thing that I have used pretty extensively at this point is for that general web research. And here's how it can be really useful for like content-based websites, whether you have affiliate sites, whether you have um, like ad display ad sites or anything like that. But um, I like to do FAQs for content to spruce them up and to just like figure out what to put um, on existing content that I want to like rank better, pull in more long tails and just be more useful. So fairly straightforward to like look up FAQs and you could basically like give the VA um, some general instructions on like, hey, here's here's like this, the five or six keywords that I want you to check out. That's what I'm targeting. Um, And you can tell them to Google it. You can have them log the FAQs that they see on the search engine result page or SERP. You can have them just log the ones that are on there that Google tells you. There's a couple niches that um, I've done research on where there's uh, very active, active forums out there. So you can direct the VA to, hey, go check out uh, you know, some of these forums. Look for, look for frequently asked questions around this topic and then you know, put them in a list. So very effective. You could have them go to uh, Quora to look up questions as well. Now, um, because they are not experts in that area, I wouldn't necessarily like um, expect them to know the answers or what's relevant. But the fact is, if you could tell someone, hey, do you know two tasks worth of research here, I want to get 30 questions or so around these this topic. Um, you may have some that aren't that great. You may have a few that are redundant, but the fact that it takes uh, just a couple minutes to assign it and then you get an hour's worth of work done, that's pretty awesome as far as I'm concerned. And uh, what I've done is I've taken that list of questions that the VA researched for me. Um, I also, by the way, have them put the link in uh, so that whoever is writing it can have the, the reference right there in front of them. So question and then a reference so they can go look up the answer. So you could just assign it to a writer. Maybe it's a writer that you've been working with on Upwork um, and you just, you're like, hey, write this stuff out. Or you could have, uh, you know, one of the other services I actually tested uh, text broker, which I used to use extensively back in the day, but um, found that I'd rather hire people directly. But I was just like, hey, let's see what happens if I assign FAQ research to OK Relax. I get a one pager full of questions and then I assign it right away over to text broker and see if they can, um, you know, write something quickly in one day or so, which they did. And um, it worked out pretty good. Now, the cool thing about hiring a writer from a place like text broker is uh, number one, you can get it super fast because it goes to a pool of writers that can, you know, work on your job. But the super cool thing is because it's just a set of FAQs that you're going to insert into existing content, it doesn't have to flow, right? It doesn't really matter the style of how they're writing. Um, It doesn't have to be like a narrative and it can just answer the questions. So 
in in my case, I told the writer to just write like, uh, you know, 50 to 150 words for the answer for each one of the questions. So if you do the math really quick, I ended up with, you know, roughly 3000 new words of content from, you know, roughly 15 minutes of me like making assignments and then, um, you know, reviewing the submitted work. So you can, you can have the VA do FAQ research. You can have them do general web research as well, but I find the FAQ is a nice way to get them started doing research. And then I would recommend, I haven't done this specifically, but like I would recommend having like the tasks layered on. So maybe the first research assignment, especially if you have a, a VA assigned to you that you're working with on an ongoing basis and you want to like get them doing more more thorough research and understand the style that you like to work in. So FAQ research the first time, maybe um, you can do FAQ research and then a little bit deeper um, research into like buying guide topics. But what I'm getting at here is you can give the VA uh, research assignments to put together like an outline for your writer. Um, and at that point, your writer doesn't have to do as much research. They don't have to think they could focus on writing, which is what you want them to do. You don't necessarily want your, um, writer to, you know, be very concerned with finding references and figuring out what to put in the actual content. So there's, that's basically the things that I've personally used okay, relax for, but, like I said, on the website, they, they have different categories of like task examples that their VAs can handle. So a personal task, family task, travel task, and business task. So a couple of the examples on the business tasks are kind of like the research topics that I mentioned. Hey, our office is moving. We want to find like office office depot and Best Buy locations close by. We just want to have like some information researched out there. As far as like um, like managing an inbox, you can also give them specific instructions like, hey, go to my inbox, I've gotten behind. And, um, you know, for anyone asking about, you know, being a podcast guest, like let them know, here's where you sign up, something like that. So the big thing, the huge tip, whether you're using OK Relax or just a regular general VA that you're hiring for a, a one-off task or ongoing is uh, the more information that you can give them about what you need them to do, the better. So if you give them sort of like vague instructions where they are making decisions where they don't know like exactly what you want them to do, they're probably going to try their best. They may opt for like the easiest decision for them, right? When you're under, when you understand the incentives, um, they're probably going to try and do the quickest thing um, most of the time. So if you give them very specific instructions, um, then you're going to end up with a better end product. So I highly, highly recommend like being, as specific as you can and ask for feedback. So when, even when I worked with the okay, relax VAs, um, I've, I've like given them instructions and I let them know, Hey, if, if anything is unclear here, if, if you don't know what to do in, in any step, please let me know. 
um, ask questions. I'm, I'm here to answer questions to make it more clear. And uh, most of the time I set these up, I set up like job aids in Google Docs and I let the person um, leave comments and I encourage them, hey, leave a comment if there's any specific thing that is unclear, do you need more information and so on. And then if they ask a question, I make that section more clear. What happens over time, um, perhaps you work with multiple VAs um, or you have you know multiple iterations of the person working through the tasks, you end up with like a much better piece of job aid. It's very clear because you're you're adding to it based on questions from real people trying to understand what you want them to do. And that is that is what I did with the job aid for blog commenting, right? So I, I did it many, many times myself. I had other people do it many times. I worked with VAs who didn't know what I was talking about or what I was trying to do. So the instructions are very verbose. They're very... Um, like foolproof, and it's all based on feedback from people trying to use it. So highly, highly recommend that. And, you know, the blog commenting is fairly straightforward, which is good. But there are some other other things that are maybe more complex. For example, this is going a little bit beyond what I've used OK Relax for, but I think they'd be able to handle it with a little training is on-site SEO and like a checklist to go through. So I told this story the other day with uh, Chris, one of my coaching students, and he he was just asking about how I assign stuff to VAs and all that. And um, I mentioned, I, I had a friend in the past who gave his VA, like a new VA, a checklist. And he said they did a terrible job and he's going to have to find a new VA and I was like, well, how many things are on the checklist? You know, th- those are supposed to be pretty easy and straightforward. Like how, how'd they mess up the checklist for you? He said, ah, there's like, uh, you know, 65 things on there. It's several pages long and it's like technical on-page SEO. And I was like, that's too many things, man. Like you need to, it should just be a handful of things, 10 or so. It should be on one page, but you should make it like pretty straightforward and um, yeah, I know you want to check the other 55 items, but you get a layer on the tasks because they have no idea any of this technical SEO stuff. So make it easy. A checklist is supposed to be like easy and straightforward. So, you know, make it easier, get rid of a bunch of stuff, layer it on, right? So give them the first 10 things that are the most important to check on. Once they, you know, run through that, you've given them feedback, they've asked you questions, they're doing it effectively, then after that, you can layer on more, more complexity. So this is seems to be an ongoing theme for like everything is keep it simple at the beginning, you know, make it easy to be successful for, you know, yourself, for your VA, whoever it is, and then you can layer on complexity later. So whenever I try to hire someone and train them, I try to make it fairly easy at first and then the person will get bored with it, right? After they've sort of mastered or they're they're proficient in a certain set of activities, they're going to get a little bit bored. They actually like to get more complexity because they're constantly learning. They're layering on more, um, more tasks and they're learning more, right? So at the end of the day, it makes them 
a little bit more marketable, in my opinion, depending on the task that you're layering on. But keep it simple at first. You can make it complicated later. So like I mentioned before, maybe you get the the VA to research FAQs at first, and then later on, you can get them to do research for like a buying guide for a specific product. Maybe they don't know anything about the product, but maybe you can, you know, continue to get them to do a little bit more research on different um, areas of the product. Uh, my analogy is a little bit, it's kind of falling apart as I, I'm going deeper here. But the, the point is you could layer things on and make it more complex later. So anyway, I do one more pitch here for OK Relax. Um, again, I'm an affiliate, so I do get a commission if you sign up. But if you sign up, all you need to do is send me your um, like your email confirmation to um, Doug at nichesiteproject.com, and then I'll send you the blog commenting job aid. So I wasn't sure if many people were going to take advantage of this, but over the past um, couple months, a lot of people have signed up, which is awesome. And I think, you know, it's really saving a lot of time for individuals out there. For me personally, it's pretty boring to do blog commenting. I, I used to do them all myself. My wife used to uh, help me out as well because you could kind of jump in, do some blog commenting while you're, you know, you're kind of brain dead. You don't have to pay too much attention, but it's a perfect thing to outsource when you want to claim back a little bit of your time, when you have a little bit more money than time and you can pay someone, you know, for a couple months to do blog comments and get, get those um, blog hop comments out there to do like the early part of networking to maybe get a guest post later in the future. So anyway, we'll leave it at that. Let me know if you're using OK Relax. Let me know what tasks you're outsourcing too. So you can ask questions, leave comments and all that stuff. Feedback at Doug.show. That's the email address. If you want to leave a voicemail, there's a phone number, a voicemail number in the show notes. And um, around 90 seconds is the sweet spot. So you can sort of practice, make sure you're not going to go too long on there. Everybody have a great day and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here on my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.